What's going on, America? This episode of the Dear America Podcast is brought to you by my friends at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Stop drinking communist coffee. I don't care. Stop. Stop it. Stop right now. Drink America's coffee, and that is Black Rifle Coffee. They give millions of dollars every single year to veterans. They give millions of dollars every single year to veteran charities, including the Dear America Foundation. They employ thousands of veterans across the world and everything you can possibly imagine. And their coffee actually is really good because it is America's coffee. So stop drinking communist coffee. Drink America's coffee. Go to blackriflecoffee.com right now. What's going on, America? I am finally back in society, uh, back behind the microphone, and man, oh man, do we have a lot to talk about. So much so that this is just going to be broken up into two parts. You're going to get a two-parter today. It was awesome being gone. <laughs> is that bad to say? Hold on, I'm going to open up a uh, Black Rifle coffee, uh, ready-to-drink espresso. Ooh. That was a good sound effect. Uh, anyway, we, we were out on the road. It is nice to be back. And I, me and Alyssa kind of, we didn't get into disagreement about it, but it, we, we disagreed about the sentiment because we both said it was good to be home. And man, we just went from like 19 degrees winter wonderlands and the Rocky Mountains. I mean, just, just stuff that you can't even imagine. And our first day back in South Carolina, it's 72 degrees and there's tornadoes everywhere. It is ridiculous. I can't stand it. It drives me insane. It puts me in a fit of almost depression, actually. Um, uh, I, I'm one of those weird people. I know a lot of people get winter depression because the sun shines less because of you know the clouds for the snow and blah, 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 blah. I am. Ex I'm actually the opposite. I've been this way my whole life. I get. I get like a little bit of summer depression. I. I don't know what it is about the summer. Things start to slow down a little bit. More people have more time on their hands. I. I, I don't know. Like in school, I was always that way. I, I was rocking and rolling during school uh, days, but then the second the summer uh, break hit. About two weeks into it, I just, yeah, man, I started getting depressed. And I think it's just because, I don't know, I, I'm one of those people I constantly have to be doing something like all the time, again and again and again and again and again. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's just how I'm wired. Um, but anyway, we had a disagreement on the, you know, it, it's so good to be home uh, statement. You know, Alyssa and the kids, they were like, oh, it's so good to be home. And, you know, of course, me being who I am and why Alyssa is a saint to have married me. I was like, eh. <laughs> and uh, you know, the kids didn't even notice, but, but Alyssa noticed. She was like, what was that? And I was like, what was what? And she said, you know what I'm talking about. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She said, you made a, you, you, you did a thing. You made a face. And I was like, okay. Um, to me, 
I could, I, I don't know, man, please email me, graham at dearamericamedia.com. Let me know if, if this is any of you guys. But to me, I don't, I've always been this way. And maybe it's my upbringing. Maybe it's my past. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't care. Like, like I, I really liked where we were at. I thought it was awesome. Right. Like I could have stayed there for months, you know, just move the show out there. <laughs> and, uh, I, th- I think everybody says, man, it's good to be home primarily, yes, yes, you have your friends around where you're at and your home and everything, but you're on vacation, right? Like you're having a great time. You're doing all these things. I think people say it because it's good to be in the spot where all of your stuff is at, right? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, like if, if our house was in the Rockies where we just were, then oh, it'd be so good to be home, right? Because that's where you know, the, the house is that holds all of our crap. That's, that's, that's what that really means because the only inconvenient part of this two week trip that we took was every three days, we were having to completely repack up all our suitcases, reload the vehicle, uh, reload the, 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 the ski gear and the, the snow gear and everything and travel to the next destination. Right. And that got a little bit tedious. And so by the time they got home, Oh, and you are not going to believe this story about how they got home. By the time we got home, everybody was like, Oh, it's so good to be home. But let me tell you what happened. This is crazy. And this further proves my point. I didn't even get to talk about this, that flying is absolutely crazy. I told you this is going to be a long two-part episode because we got a lot of stuff to catch up on. So go with me here. So Wednesday morning, well, actually, this was on Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, uh, the past two car rides, we we had like two, three-hour drives to like different locations. And the past two car drives, my middle son, Gunner, has started getting kind of car sick in the back. And I mean, like legit car set, like white as a sheet, like I'm about to vomit in the back of this car. Right. (laughs) And we had driven out to the Rockies. Like we were in our car and the reason we drove it, uh, you know, some of you are going, holy crap, ground, that's like 2000 miles. Yeah. Legitimately. Um, but we drove it because we had all this stuff, right? There was no way that we could fly out all this stuff, you know, unpack it, rent a car, do the thing, go back to the airport, check all the bags again, fly again, rent another car, pack it, blah, blah, blah. There's no way to do that. So we drove the thing. Are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings? Yes, that's exactly what's going on. The Biden administration is a dumpster fire and they are destroying everything. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experiences converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help 
you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Graham to the number 989898. With an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five star reviews, secure your future with gold. Text the word Graham, that's G R A A J M, to 989898 now. So we are at our final destination, which was snowboarding. And man, that was so awesome. We were like 12,000 feet in the air. I completely suck at it. I, <laughs> I, I tumbled more. I couldn't even get down like the how to stop thing because you got to like lean back on the board when the board is horizontal with the slope to stop in snowboarding. Well, that's great, but you know, for me to lean back, I'm 220 pounds, right? Like, like I gotta like really lean back. Right. And, and, and I would lean back so much. I just kept falling. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't get this. And so it was kind of frustrating for me. And especially because while I'm on my butt at 12,000 feet on top of this mountain, uh, Gunner and Anna Grace and Gage who have never snowboarded a day in their life are literally just like, doing tricks around me <laughs> like as I'm falling and 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 Gunner is so annoyingly good at everything uh even so much that our instructor we had a private instructor for like 6 hours he came up to me and he was like hey um you know I don't want to like like get too far ahead of anything or whatnot but your son Gunner that's not normal what he's doing. Like people, people are not supposed to be able to do that on a snowboard <laughs> on the first day. And that, that's just Gunner. Gunner is obnoxiously good at everything. And so watch, watch, watch me end up with like a, a Sean White or something uh, in the house. Um, hang on. Let me take a swig of coffee here. Anyway, so back to my point of why airplanes suck and driving is awesome. Um, that day when we got to that resort, me and Alyssa had made a decision. We're like, okay, Gunner seems to be, you know, I don't know, maybe we had had him in the car too much or something, but, but, but he doesn't seem to be handling the drives very well. So there's, there's just no way that we can put him through, uh, with the children, what takes three days to get back to South Carolina. Um, and I say it takes three days because, you know, the kids, you can only keep them in the car for so long before you got to stop. You got to stop. And then Anna Grace and Melissa, they all have to pee every three hours. You know, and it just it, it just it takes three days with the kids. And so I said, OK, well, here's what we'll do. I'll just get you guys a flight home from here. We were in Denver. I was like, you know, we'll just do that. So <laughs> so I leave. Uh, Tuesday night, I leave Tuesday night and Alyssa and the kids are getting up the next morning on Wednesday morning to take a flight to South Carolina. And the plan was I'll see them on like Friday, right? And wouldn't you know it? So I take off, I take off, I start driving. I, I knock several hours off of the trip and on my drive, I get it in my mind. I'm like, you know what? Cause I'm a competitive person. I was like, I wonder if I can beat them <laughs> to the house. And so I go full trucker mode, dude. I'm talking. I knock it out. I get to, from Denver, Colorado, I get to Hayes, Kansas that night. And I find this hotel room. 
And I literally booked the hotel room for five hours. I'm like, I'm going to sleep for five hours. I'm going to get right back up and bam, I'm doing this thing. So I do, I get up, start driving again. Where am I going with this? Well, that morning uh, was Wednesday morning. And for those of you who aren't aware, Pete Buttigieg and his uh, exorbitant knowledge of the transportation community the entire FAA computer system goes out and grounds every single American flight in the country for seven hours. And before I continue my story, can we just talk about the massive, massive failure that is this? How do you do this? There was no cyber attack. Okay. They tried to do that. It wasn't a cyber attack. Um, it was pure and total incompetence, right? You had the debacle during Christmas and the winter storm, right? People couldn't get there. You saw all the videos of people like, you know, celebrating and crying when they finally got their, um, suitcases back. And now not even two weeks later, the entire FAA computer systems. Well, what does the computer systems do? Well, it lets the pilots know uh, the route. It tells the pilots everything that's going on in the air, how many planes are there. It helps them navigate it, it, everything. Because a lot of times, there's a lot of times pilots are kind of flying blind. Sometimes, you know, if you're flying in cloud coverage, you really can't see. And you are 100% dependent upon all these navigation and computer systems. Well, if they ain't working, you ain't flying, right? So listen to them get delayed long story short i'll i'll cut it i'll cut it i'll cut it short they beat me to the house by 25 minutes you heard what i said yes technically they still won but only because i got stuck in traffic in freaking atlanta which when lucifer fell from heaven he landed in atlanta that is the worst place in the human condition, it is it is the worst city in the world. I've driven in downtown Manhattan, okay, Times Square in rush hour, and it is not as bad as Atlanta. If I hadn't got stuck in Atlanta from like a fifteen car pileup, it was such a bad. Thank God I was driving all day because they were backed up for so long that there were thirty cars on the side of the road that just ran out of gas because they were there for so long. Anyway. I, Graham Allen, drove from all the way uh, about an hour west of Denver to South Carolina. My family flew from Denver to South Carolina, and they only beat me by 25 minutes, including a five-hour rest period, which you got to give it really six hours, right? Because I had to check in, had to get there, take a shower, lay down. I drove and made it here in 27 and a half hours. It has got to be some kind of a record. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, it's got to be. Um, Anyway, but all that back to say, when we got here, uh, I missed the Rockies. I I thought it was really cool. I felt really inspired. I mean, there's just something so beautiful about the snow, and there's something so beautiful about just being away from all of the craziness that is this life that we live and the stuff that we talk about. And it was just nice to be away for a little while. But 
I did miss you guys, and I hope you enjoyed that little opening of a story because now we got to talk about all the stuff that we haven't talked about since I've been on vacation and all of the craziness this world has to offer. So, first of all, somebody said that they wanted me to um, bring in like the stupid news of the day again, and so that's what we're going to do. I don't know at what part this episode is going to stop for sponsorship reasons and go into another episode. So I'm just going to let Zach do his thing. Zach, if you're listening, because Zach is not here with me right now, uh, for those of you who don't know, Zach's a very successful guy. Uh, he's got a lot of shows uh, outside of mine that he does. So I always like to make fun when Zach is not here and just be like, Zach, do your thing <laughs> kind of deal. So, but stupid news of the day, uh, we have to talk about the fact that now the federal government and the Biden administration is coming after our gas stoves. In fact, this is so ludicrous, right? Like, like we want to deal and we want to fight with, with real things like abortion, like, uh, the, the tax code, the national debt, uh, whether or not we should be funding the war in Ukraine, all of these kind of things. And the Biden administration is taking on the real battle, right? They're fighting the man's fight. They're fighting the thing that is going to affect our future generations for years to come. And that is the dangers of the gas stove in our homes. And uh, <laughs> AOC specifically has uh, taken this fight. Ah, stupid phone. AOC has taken this fight specifically. Why is that doing that? My Twitter is glitching. <laughs> AOC specifically has taken this fight uh, and taken it personal too. Uh, this is Fox News. AOC fires back a Republican meltdown over gas stoves. There is very concerning science, says the Congresswoman, who now, can you believe AOC is in her third term? Like, it seems like just yesterday that this idiot, uh, Got him. Either way, here we go. New York Democratic Congresswoman and environmentalist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez again weighed in on the heated gas stove debate on Instagram Thursday. She said, and I quote, I do think it's funny the absolute utter Republican meltdown when they're like, you can take my gas stove from my cold dead hands or how dare you talk about gas stove. You have a gas stove. Uh, and then she went on, I, I watched this video. She went on to say, uh, first of all, I rent. Oh, oh, here it is. I, they, they quote it. Quote, first of all, I rent, period. <laughs> Who talks that way? What, what, what adult speaks that way? Uh, first of all, I rent, period. <laughs> Who speaks that way? You are not, you are not a 17-year-old senior applying for a sorority next year in college. Like who speaks like that? Uh, first of all, I rent period. <laughs> anyway, second of all, it doesn't even matter because by that logic, these are the same people who would have, Oh my God, this was a real statement. Listen to this. Okay. I'm going to read it back in its entirety. First of all, I rent period. Second of all, it doesn't even matter. Because by that logic, these are the same people who would have said we should have never gotten rid of leaded gasoline just because someone may have driven a gasoline car. Science evolves and gives us new knowledge with time. What? <laughs> what? What does that have to do? 
this is this is this is like this is like a paradox of stupid kind of statement. There's nothing in this rant that proves any kind of point of any kind. Like, why should we not have gas stoves in our homes? Gas stoves work better. The end. Everybody knows this. <laughs> like, this is like not new to society. That man, there's something about cooking breakfast on a gas stove and a skillet versus an electric stove like it just it works it distributes the heat more evenly more efficiently like what 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 are we talking about what about gas fireplaces are those next but this this first of all i rent period second of all it, it, and she says it in such a tone second of all it doesn't even matter because by that logic why does it not matter if now you're going to quote bad logic that's supposed to prove your point First of all, I rent, period. Second of all, it doesn't even matter because by that logic, these are the same people who would have ju- who would have said we should have never gotten that, even that. These are the same people who would have said we should have never gotten rid of leaded gasoline because someone may have driven a gasoline car. Well, we still drive gasoline cars and they're still far superior to your electric vehicles, but I die. Um, I've seen some great shirts. I think it's absolutely hilarious. It's a, it's a picture of a stove and not even a new stove, like a 1950s, like leave it to beaver like stove. And it just says, come and take it <laughs> on the bottom of it. I think, I, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. I, if I was still in the t- the t-shirt business, I would absolutely, we would have we would have hats, T-shirts, nightgowns, baby baby onesies. We, we would have all kinds of stuff made with the come and take it stove shirts. Of all the things in the world to talk about, this is this is this is where we are. Uh, Don Jr. is under fire for comments about college degrees. So I'm going to play this video for you, and then we're going to discuss it together. Having the degree doesn't qualify you for anything, but the obsession with credentials in our country is exactly what the left's about. We literally went through the last few years, okay? I mean, we'll look back at literally the last few years where, and J.D. Vance points this out incredibly well, people with really, really, really fancy degrees from incredible institutions that would be leaders in academia implemented disastrous public health policies, things that crushed our economy. They... They implemented plenty of disastrous and probable medical decisions, at least in my opinion, okay? The presence of a degree from a great institution should not and really can't win an argument. We've seen that now, right? The brightest minds have said this. How many of them were right? And yet your your idiot conspiracy theorists that the left would call, right? Every one of them, they seem to have nailed it so much better than all the geniuses, right? The geniuses in media, because they're incredibly intelligent. Why? Because they work at CNN? I don't know, folks. Doesn't seem to get much, but that's the argument. They want you to be subservient to these people because they checked off a couple boxes or they could afford to go to school or they went to school for 15 years rather than actually doing. Doesn't qualify you for anything. Don Jr. says Democrats way overvalue college degrees and credentials, which are really meaningless. What? How dare he? And I agree completely. 90% of college degrees are worthless and they mean nothing. Well, what about doctors, Graham? 
Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about doctors in 2023. These doctors now are pro uh, child uh, mutilation of their bodies and genitals, cutting them off, child uh, puberty blockers. Uh, no, we have people now that are learning in medical school that there is no difference between a man and a woman and anybody can be what they want to be. Except No way. Give me a 75 plus year old doctor that's been practicing medicine for 40 plus years and doesn't even know what you're talking about. How many genders are there? And if he says anything other than two, I'm out. Like, like, no, I, I agree with Don Jr. 100%. Some of the dumbest people I know, and I'm not talking about book smarts, okay? I'm talking about the overall rounded person, okay? A person that truly contributes to society, not just intellectually, but physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, some of the dumbest people I know have some of the highest degrees that you can possibly imagine. In, in, in fact, there comes to this thing. This is the biggest thing that bothers me. Um, how do I say this the right way? Oh, forgive me, Lord. How, how do I, how do I say this? I make more money than anybody else that I know and associate with on a personal basis, like truly like friend. And I'm not saying that in a means of like, Ooh, look at me, look what I did. I'm saying it in a means of some of these people still to this day, like some of them were teachers, which I love teachers, but teachers have this really bad habit of talking to everyone like they're a fourth grader or a seventh grader or a student or this really just down tone of speaking to people. And I have people come by, especially older couples. So there was this one situation where I was over at my in-laws uh, there were, there were a bunch of people coming over that day, uh, not just family members, but like friends and family members and stuff. And there was this one couple that showed up. I don't remember their name. I forgot it instantly because these people just annoyed me so badly. And you know, men have this superpower where we can just go into our nothing box. And this one guy who acted as if he was like, you know, God's gift to entrepreneurship, right? Starts talking and, you know, and I try to engage with him, but he just starts talking down to me because the guy's like 60 something years old and I'm in my thirties. And I guess he just thought that like there's nothing, you know, he could tell like that, like, like there's nothing I could input into this conversation. And then I found out like I make more in a week than this guy does in, in a year. And I know that sounds really bad and, and I'm not trying to sound catty, but I'm trying to say that there is a new world here where real life experience of knowing how to do things like business and, and, and to John, to, to John, to Don Jr.'s point in that conversation, politics, right? He was talking about that, that the same thing I've been talking about for years, that there's this illusion that we've put that to be a politician and an effective one, you have to be a doctor, a lawyer, or this, or that. That's not true, <laughs> You, what we really need, the vast majority of people that need to be in Congress should, I, I think the requirements more should be not like on a federal level, like this is the requirements, but more for people to consider is I think 90% of the people in Congress need to have been or are small business owners that amassed a business that made seven figures plus the end. Because if you don't know how to do that, how can you, how can you affect legislation that can help the American people and the American taxpayer and the small business. 
the middle class, the small business working class of America is what separates America truly from every other country. But you've got these people that get a law degree and they work in law for two or three years and they're like, you know what? I think I could go be a congressman. I know how to understand laws. I know how to do this. I'll go do that. Well, that's great that you can understand the law, but what's bad is you don't understand how the law actually affects real working businesses and real taxpayers because you have no freaking clue what you're doing. So back to the college thing again, I think that 90%, I'll give you 90%. I'll give you 10% of the degrees that people go for are actually warranted slash needed. 10% architecture, um, medical, uh, legal, and even like counseling services, well, people are like, what about counseling services? I, I still think that that's more practical application than it is learned doctors uh, w- within, a, within a college or a collegiate setting. I, I do. I, that's great that you know all about the DSM-5 and you know all about people that suffer from PTSD and all this other kind of stuff. But have you actually ever counseled anybody and kept them from pulling the trigger on themselves or hurting other people? Have you ever done that? No? Then you're no good to me. Like I like I have I have you're no good to anyone. That's great. You have a piece of paper on your wall that said that you were able to sit in a class um and answer questions and write a report that the way that your professor liked and viewed that it should be. Alyssa would be the first one to tell you she was a brilliant student, but when she was going for her social work degree, she had to alter her opinions on what she thought because she had a super liberal professor that if Alyssa wrote it a certain way, she was going to fail. So again, your degree doesn't mean anything to me because it's not a true degree based off your opinions. It's a degree based off of what you had to say to check the box, as Don Jr. said, and get your degree and move on. Do you see what I'm saying here? Like, like this is what I'm getting at. There is a back story to everything, and there is always a but at the end of everything else. I just, I, I trust people that have done it more than I trust anybody else. I trust a veteran who has found out that his other veteran buddy is getting ready to take their own life and they drive out to his freaking house and they talk this guy off the ledge. I trust that person who is probably a high school graduate that, 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 that understands basic math and that's it. I trust that person <laughs> over, over uh, the social work community. And I apologize in advance if you're in the social work community. Me and Alyssa have had this conversation a lot. She's the only social worker that I like. The social work system uh, it was called DSS in Mississippi. It's called DHS here uh, in South Carolina. I don't like none of them. I, I think that they failed me horrifically when I was a child and I was being taken out of my home and all this kind of stuff. I just, I don't like them. All right. So I apologize in advance if I have offended you, but any of you that actually works in DHS and all that stuff, you know it's corrupt. And that's why you either are trying to leave there or you did leave there because it is a crap show and you know it. Either way, back to the point. I will trust people that have done it over people that have earned uh, a college degree any day. I do not care 
about your college degree. I'll be honest, when I'm hiring people, a college degree almost acts as kind of a, uh, to me, because I don't, I don't, how did Gary V put it? Gary V put it, you know, school is designed for after the basic principles are learned, reading, writing, basic math and arithmetic, right? After that, it is nothing more than to prove you have discipline enough to do, and this is how people look at it. Well, college, you know, a college degree shows you that someone has discipline, that they're able to do what they're told and they're able to, uh, you know, uh, gut it out and go get that degree over a certain period of time. And some people view that as a very good thing. I don't necessarily do that. Um, I don't need people who can only do what they're told when they have a laid out map of this is what's expected of you. And this is how long it takes you to get to the carrot that you're trying to get to. I want the people that are like, okay, we want to make, you know, uh, 10 figures in this business. The business is currently making seven figures. Um, okay. I'm going to jump over this box and I'm going to jump over that one. And I'm going to, we're going to make this happen. We're not taking this road. This road's going to take too long. Why would we do it this way? We're going to invent our own way, or we're going to take pieces from other people that have done this stuff and been successful. And we're going to go around. I want go getter outside the box thinkers. And to Gary V's point, when he was talking about this school does not prepare you to be a leader. School does not prepare you to be an outside the box thinker. School prepares you to be a worker, which it's not bad, <laughs> but in, in situations like politics and like small business ownings, you need people that are go-getters, outside the box thinkers, and college and school, and I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but pr literally prove me wrong. The only people that will email me bad emails about this are the people that know that I'm right because you you don't think outside the box. You just do whatever it is. The world and our economic class in America is separated from all the other countries because of our middle class. The middle class would not exist without small business owners, outside the box thinkers new ways that people go, you know what, why are we doing it that way again? <laughs> that is the, that is the most powerful question that any person can ever ask. And I embrace it daily. Why are we doing it that way again? <laughs> like, like that to me is like a surefire sign. That person thinks the way that I want someone that is associated with me to think. I want people that question it. Why is it that way? It seems like there are better ways to do this. Why are we doing it this way? I think the first two years of a four-year degree are stupid. I do. It's nothing more than a money-making scheme. The end. And, and, and there's nothing that any of you can tell me to make me think otherwise. We got to take English for another two years so you can write papers in a certain way that people will then pass you in a grade because now you know what you're talking about because you're able to write it a certain way in a paper. What? What? I have two nationwide best-selling books literally in any bookstore in America. Uh, I'm a high school graduate. I wrote them. Uh, excuse me? 
<laughs> why, why do I need to do that? How many people that have degrees in English write books that get published nationally across the thing? See, I, I just, I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. I, there's a difference between earning and doing. Oh, you earned a degree. Great. You did exactly what someone told you to do. And the only reason you got told how to do it is because you paid them money to put you into a program that if you do exactly what they tell you to do, how they tell you to do it, you end up with a piece of paper that maybe you get a job to maybe you can pay those student loan debts back. No, I'm out. Sorry, that went on a big tangent on that, but it's just, it's just, it's just how I feel. <laughs> Zach, whenever you feel like the end of the episode needs to happen, just cut it off. We'll have a, we'll, we'll have an end ad or whatever, and we'll just go into the next episode. 